What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And today I'm excited for our very special guest. Uh, she is a former TV reporter and anchor. She currently owns and operates a PR firm called Media Maven. Uh, she also has a podcast that she hosts, Become a Media Maven. And uh, you can find out all about her, her company, and what she's up to and, and how she could help you at MediaMavenAndMore.com. Uh, follow her at Christina all day on Instagram and Twitter. And also make sure you check out. Um, she has a three day video series on how to get exposure uh, inside of the media for free at pitchpublicityprofit.com, which I just threw a lot at you, but we're going to tag those and uh, link them up inside of the, the show notes to make sure that you can find uh, our guest today, uh, Christina Nicholson from South Florida. Thank you for joining us, Christina. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Nate. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you, you know, you're, you're a busy mom and a busy businesswoman. You, you have your own company and, and uh, you got three children, a four month old at home. And I know the difficulties of three myself and remembering back to those days and, and trying to fit some things in, have calls and, and all that. So I do really appreciate you being here and taking the time to do that. First question I have for you that I'd like to kick off the conversation with is the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So what comes to mind for you or what, what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Um, I think of people, well, two different things. Championship, honestly, like the first thing that comes to mind is the song Champion by Carrie Underwood and Ludacris. Okay. I love that song. Yeah. Do you know that song? Yeah, I do. Yeah, It's oh, an yeah. amazing song yeah. with like amazing yeah. lyrics that I feel like it could be your theme song for the podcast. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. <laughs> You'd yeah, have I to pay it. them a lot of money for it, but yeah, it right. would be a great song. <laughs> so that's what I think about. I love that song. I love the lyrics. Um, and then when I think about leadership, like somebody who actually cares about the people around them. Like when it's the same thing, like when people talk about success, they think it's all about money. And how much yeah. money you're making. And I think that's not what success is because you can have a lot of money and be miserable. And that's not, that doesn't sound very successful to me. Yeah, so I right. think when it comes to leadership, it's not necessarily how much money you have or how successful you are, or what it looks like success looks like to other people, but it really is 
if you're helping people around you while you're leading. So I think of like the boss that I want to be to my team and past bosses, like, don't just tell me what to do to help your bottom line, like work with me, show me, make me better. And that's what I think about when I think of leadership. Yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, I, I don't think it's any coincidence, did a little homework and listened to uh, you on a few other podcasts. And, and, and so maybe you can tell us your story of how you got to where you are today out on your own with your own company, Media Maven. Um, but I do remember you talking a bit about like where you were at and, and having a family and it not being conducive and, and success to you isn't just uh, money or being successful at a, at a career. It's, uh, it's, it sounds to me like it's also extremely important to be able to be there, a lifestyle, be there for your kids and also be able to go out and do your own thing. So yeah, maybe you could just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you've been and the path that got you where you are today. Yeah, it's definitely lifestyle. It's not money. It's lifestyle for sure. <laughs> Now, with that said, you do need some extra money to Not live wrong a certain money, lifestyle. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like money, it's money touches everything. Like everybody yeah. says, "Oh, I just want to, you know, stay home and do this." Okay, well, your home costs money, so you do have to make yeah. money. Like. I operate an LLC. It's not a 501c3, people. Like I am not <laughs> right, a charity. Right. I have a business because I need money to live the lifestyle that I want to live. So for me, I actually, yes, I have a PR agency now. I help small business owners become their own publicist if an agency isn't right for them. But the funny thing is, is I don't have a background in PR. My background is in TV. I was a reporter and anchor for 10 years. And in that position, I was on the receiving end of what publicists and PR agencies were pitching to people mm -hmm. like me in the news industry. And a lot of these people had no clue what it was like in a newsroom. Like they would pitch the most outrageous stuff that we would never cover. It was overly promotional. It wasn't newsworthy. The timing wasn't right. They were even spelling like the city that I lived in incorrectly. They were getting my name wrong. Like it was a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, I had a couple of kids and the news industry may have the worst schedule ever. Yeah. Um, when it comes to full-time jobs, like it's 24 seven, I would have to wake up at two in the morning to anchor the morning news. Uh -huh. um, you're working on Christmas day. You're standing yeah. in hurricanes for 12 hours. Straight. Oh, man. Like yeah. the schedule sucks. So after <laughs> having a couple of kids, I took a pay cut to work at a PR agency and I worked at that PR agency for six months. I told my boss, he was a sociopath and I found myself out of a job. Oh, geez. <laughs> so that's the long story short. So, yeah. um, so after that, I said, Oh, I'm just going to be a professional freelancer. So then I just started taking on work from other PR agencies. They would outsource stuff to me. The clients had no clue. Um, and I did that for a few years, slowly bringing on some clients myself. And then I, I was working like for, for maybe a year and a half to two years, I was working like 12 hour days, six, seven days a week. I was so stressed. I was so um, like consumed with like running a business and not having any business knowledge that I brought somebody on to help me. I'm like, look, I want to pay you this money to take this work off my plate because I need like some sanity back in my life. And that was how I slowly built an agency. So fast forward um, a few years and I have an agency with an amazing team of six people now, we all work remotely. They're all independent contractors because again, like I'm not in this to look cool with a fancy building 
and employees, like I want a flexible lifestyle. I want to be able to work from home. I want my team to be able to work from home. Like if you need to take off time in the middle of the day because you have a sick child or maybe you want to go see a movie, whatever, as long as you're getting your work done Mm -hmm. and the clients are happy and goals are being met, I don't care where you work, what you're wearing, when you do it, whatever. So, um, that's how I've built my business. Um, and so far so good. I love it. That's great. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, I, PR, like you said, you know, you got so many pitches as a news anchor, a TV reporter that would come through. And I just feel like it's kind of, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Seems like PR might be something that would be good for me, but it's not something that I, I'll be honest, I really think about very much. And when I've had conversations around it, it's kind of like, yeah, I'd probably be the same. I would probably be one of those people sending in the request, just like having no clue what I'm doing and doing it totally wrong, having it getting sent right to the junk folder and just having no clue. So um, it's interesting. Maybe you could talk a little bit. I think we have a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs inside of the show as well uh, that are looking to be leaders in their industry. And, and what is the importance that PR can play in helping them to do that? Well, you have to look at the different forms of media, like how people find out about you. One way is by you promoting yourself on your website, on your social media, on your podcast. Yeah. Um, the other way is through paid advertising. Maybe it's Facebook ads or Instagram ads or whatever, whatever you're paying for to get in front of people. But with both of those ways, that's you telling other people you're great or that's you paying to get in front of other people. Mm -hmm. There's no credibility with that. There's no wow factor with that. Yes, you should be doing that, but you don't really get like that kind of third party endorsement as you do when you earn media. So when I am on TV or in a newspaper or on somebody else's podcast, that is that person, that media outlet telling everybody else that I'm great. It's Mm -hmm. like a referral Mm -hmm. from a friend. You're more likely to trust it. So you just have this extra credibility boost, this extra authority boost, and you are viewed a little differently. You're automatically known, liked, and trusted if that outlet is known, liked, and trusted. Um, I've done a lot of podcast interviews. I've done um, Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And after I was on his podcast, literally within a week, somebody called me. They signed my agency. I mean, I profited thousands of dollars within a week of being on his podcast because that person knows, like, knows likes, and trusts Pat. And if Pat oh. had me on, that means they're going to automatically know, like, and trust me. And it just makes the sales process so much easier. And yeah. that's just one example of using yeah. a podcast. There's tons of other examples using traditional media. And with traditional media, Everybody thinks, you know, like, oh, it's 2020. That doesn't matter anymore. People aren't watching TV or this and that. But let me tell you, the perception of where you are as a business owner is so much higher in traditional media. Like if I I recently helped um, Amy Porterfield get on CNN talking about online courses, she's on CNN. That Mm -hmm. sets her apart from everybody else in the online business that does online coursework because she's on CNN. So the yeah. perception is just so much different. And you want to work with somebody that has that kind of media exposure because that makes them look very relevant in their industry and just above the rest of the competition. 
Yeah, it's so true. I mean, when you bring that up, because I've seen certain individuals on CNN or some of these news stations um, or shows, and I'm just, the thought always comes to like, man, I wonder what that connection is or how that happens. Because you're right, it, it does. There's like, well, they're, they're here, they're seen as an expert, and there is a lot of credibility that, that comes from that. And it, and it might not always be warranted, right? Um, necessarily, but you, I would like to think. That, no, that's you know, totally true. Um, like there's yeah. people who they're really good at promoting themselves in the media. Yeah. And for that reason, everybody just like, you just automatically think they're good at what they do yeah. because they wouldn't be there if they weren't. Right. Right. So it really is a perception thing. And then it's what you do with it. Like mm -hmm. a big mistake people make is they get this media exposure or they're on this podcast. And then they just assume, oh, everybody saw it. Everybody heard it. I don't need yeah. to do anything now. And that cannot be further from the truth. The <laughs> way you turn publicity into profit is by taking that and sharing it and tagging the podcast host, tagging the TV show, tagging the journalist. So they know that you're sharing it because people are going to work with you because they see that you're sharing all of these places that you've been. They're yeah. very rarely going to call you after they see you somewhere and then turn into a client. Yes, it happens. Yeah. It does happen. But maybe two out of 10 times it happens like that. Yeah. Eight out of 10 times, it's going to be because you're reminding them, look, I'm in the media. Look, I'm here. Look, I'm there. And you're always going to be top of mind that when they need you, they know exactly where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's, uh, it makes great sense. And, and uh, I think, it could be natural just to think, well, hey, I was on the show, like, let's, let's sit by the phone and wait, wait for it to ring and the clients to start rolling in, right? You know, a good friend told me a long time ago, probably five years ago, he's like, the last thing you want to happen is you want to you wanna get your big 15 minutes of fame on, on Oprah and don't have anything to give them, right? Right. Like, and people do that. Like, they'll be on Oprah for 15 minutes and they'll think, oh, I made it. Yeah, yeah. you made it for a week. But then after that... Four more people have been on Oprah since then and nobody's <laughs> right. talking about you anymore. Like it's your responsibility to keep that conversation going. Yeah. And if people find you today, they don't know you were on Oprah last year. So you got to remind them. Yeah. And yeah. it is the biggest mistake people make. My clients make this mistake over and over again. Like I can only email you so many times and tell you so many times, please <laughs> share this on your Twitter. Please retweet this. Please tag yeah. this person. And they don't do it. And then they say, oh, well, we didn't get any customers out of this. Well, you didn't tell anybody about it. You yeah. need to like build your brand. Like everybody thinks this is something where, you know, you get on TV and you're a big star and people think this because maybe that's the way it used to work years and years ago. And you have all these, I'm using air quotes for listeners, yeah. all these so-called online experts and they put that in their copy because it sounds sexy and that's yeah. what everybody wants but that's not realistic. Like this is long-term brand building. Like how many times do you have to see something or hear something to like pull the trigger on it? It takes a while. So like you need mm -hmm. to be building your brand slowly over time. And I just think today people would rather believe like the crazy BS marketing copy that we see in our Facebook feed, or they're just so impatient they want to hurry up and build their business to make a cool Instagram post when they're not thinking about building their brand long-term and that's what they need to be thinking about. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I mean, to the point also of like, you could, it, you, you never really get to t turn that off and, and uh, you know, you constantly 
it's hard for some people to push themselves to like, you know, maybe from a mindset standpoint of uh, the thought that, you know, I don't want to look like I'm cocky. I don't want to look like I'm just telling everybody how great I am, but there's a big piece of that, you know, to, to stay relevant and to stay front of mind, you got to continue to remind people, like you said, so. You do. And then I always tell people like, what am I going to find if I Google you? Like, yeah. is it all just your content? It's all just you putting stuff out there, which is great. I should see that too, but I mm -hmm. should also see other people talking about you. Like you yeah. were quoted in Inc. Magazine, you were on this podcast. So I always tell people, and I do this with clients, like after we've been working together for about three months, I'll Google them and I'll look at the first three pages and I'm like, oh, we got you there. We got you there. We got you there. Like that is how you build a brand. So, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking, oh, I'm not ready for this or that's... I just tell you that's like the biggest BS excuse people say yeah. is they're not ready for exposure. Like, how are people <laughs> going to do business with you if they don't know about you? Like, yeah, right. Every if you are ready for a new customer or client, you're probably ready for people to know about you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you definitely need to be putting yourself out there a hundred percent. It's not it's not you bragging or tooting your own horn. It's you like sharing the value that you have, whatever problem you solve for people like you have to talk about it or nobody is going to find you yeah i love it where are you headed right i, I like championship leaders have great vision for where they're going and uh courage to make decisions to 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 execute on that and um so you, you know it's one thing yes to create the lifestyle that you want and and you come into pr but i would think that you probably wouldn't still be doing pr if it wasn't something that you really uh that really meant something to you that you weren't really passionate about, right? And helping others uh, to learn how to do this to, to, yes, give you the the lifestyle that you want, but also to help others, right? To impact others. So, what's what's the vision for you with Media Maven and where you want to go in the future? It's it's crazy because like my goals have changed so much in the last few years, and yeah. I feel like you know like. You have your goals and then you hit it and you're like, oh, well, what now? And then you right. create new goals as things in your life change. Like, hello, yeah. surprise baby number three. Didn't know that was happening. <laughs> so like your goals change. And yeah. honestly, I don't, and I feel like I'm, I may be the only person who says this. I feel like I don't do what I do because I'm passionate about it. I'm honestly not passionate about PR. I hate the term PR. I hate the term public relations, but I do it because I'm good at it yeah. and it's it's literally all I know. Like I've worked in news from the very beginning of my career. I am still on TV. I still write articles for online outlets. I have my own podcast. Like I am still very much in the media industry. It is what I know. And that's mm -hmm. why I do it. Yeah. Um, my team, they're all former media people. So they know what's going on. They know what it's like on the other side. Are they passionate about it? I don't know. Honestly, when I interview people, I don't really care if they're passionate about it. Like, yeah. are you good at it? Because yeah. I feel like if you're going to hire somebody for something, are you going to hire them because of their passion? Are you going to hire them because they're good at it? Like if I had to have brain surgery, I am not going to care if somebody's passionate about brain surgery. You better be good at it. Like I want yeah, the best. Right. Yeah. So you that's mean, kind of yeah. like my outlook on like the passion part of it. Um, and so many people say, you know, you got to be passionate. Obviously, you shouldn't hate what you do. You shouldn't be miserable. I'm not right. saying that. But I just think you got to be good at it. And that I think that trumps passion because that's what people are going to pay for. Yeah. But when we look at like goals, 
Um, and I think all entrepreneurs, maybe they have this problem that I do like, okay, I got this goal. I set it. I met it. Now let's like, look at this new thing and try to do this new thing. I mean, I don't have shiny object syndrome, but once I get to a point where the goal is complete, or I have a great director of operations with media Maven, like I could go on vacation for a month and it would still be like smooth sailing. It yeah. frees up my time to explore other things. And mm -hmm. I like to experiment and I like to see, oh, let me try this. Let me see how this goes. You know, always trying new things. So the goals, I don't want to say they're all over the place right now, but I am looking at a few different things. I'm looking at a software for people who want to do more um, podcast guesting. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that it's going to be geared more towards public relations agencies. Yeah but we'll also work for small business owners. Um, and then, you know, I'm still doing different things with, with my blog and my podcast and, and being a TV host. So lots of different things in the future, but definitely like on the trajectory moving upward, um, yeah. you mentioned like decision-making and executing. Yeah. I'm a very quick decision-maker and I feel like yeah. as an entrepreneur, you have to be like, you can't sit there and think, well, what if this and what if this and, Let's make a pros and a cons list because you just have to do it. And then you yeah. learn if it works great. If it didn't work, you learned what didn't work and then you can make the next decision. So it works a little bit better next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, thank you for that real response. I love it. Um, and I'm not <laughs> like, you know, I use passion. I, I hardly ever use that word. Like I'm not a big guy on, on follow your passion or your purpose, but but um, I don't but even I love, know what that means. I'm not yeah. deep. Like when people say, "Like, what's your purpose in life?" I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. That's for me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Ain't got time for that. <laughs> um, I had a guest yesterday, and we were talking a little bit what you're talking about about the journey, and you accomplish some goals, and a lot of times it can kind of feel empty, or you're like, "Oh, this wasn't really exactly what I thought it was going to be." Or, "All right, what's next?" And he just said, "You know, when you when you." finish or when you get to the to the end or you cross the finish line like keep going right and I think that's exactly basically what you were you were saying like you just you're on to the next you've got to continue to move because I do believe if you stop if you think you're just going to rest on your laurels or just kind of stay comp where you're at you really just kind of start to go backwards in life so we always need something to continue to keep us moving forward and you um, have to enjoy the journey that's something yeah. that I've like learned recently not super recently, but like I used to get stressed because I wasn't hitting a goal, but you spent like, but then you hit your goal and then what? Mm -hmm. Like then you just set a new goal. So you yeah. might as well enjoy the process and enjoy yeah. the journey. And if you're not, then why are you doing that anyway? Like when I was working like crazy and I was so stressed out, I was like, why don't I just get a freaking job to work <laughs> right. like crazy and be stressed out? Like I'm my own boss for a reason. So I can do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it. So I should yeah. enjoy the process. Yeah. So that's something that like, whenever I get stressed at work or I'm not having fun with it, like if you, if you can't, I mean, at that, at that point, you got to either stop doing it or you got to pay somebody else to do it on your team. Right. Yeah. Because right. you have to enjoy the process. That's where you are most of the time all day, every day. Yeah. And it's so, so good to hear that you, you've positioned yourself that you can, because there are a lot of people out there that they just end up despising their businesses because they're so tied to it and they're not willing to, to, to invest in others to help them take some of that stress off their plate. So yeah, it's great to hear that you, you've been able to do that. What's our, what is a, like, if we could think back in time to a, a critical moment in your life, kind of that, that fork in the road moment, 
obviously you made the decision you did that has you where you are today, but you know, what's, what's a critical moment for you where had you made a different decision, you could very well be in a different place in life. Oh my gosh. You know, I think a lot well, of the listeners, they're in that place right now. So yeah. Powerful well, there was that time I told my last boss, he was a sociopath. That you, was you really told definite. him that? Yeah, legit. That's why I didn't have a job. I, because he, <laughs> I really think he was. He was like a pathological liar sociopath, like one of those crazy bosses. Yeah. And then I gave my two weeks notice. And then a, a week into that, he like stopped my email. So I don't know if that means I quit or I was fired, whatever. Either way, I was out <laughs> of a job. And so I, th- I honestly think, besides that little part, um, <laughs> I think investing in my very first business coach really did turn things around for a couple of reasons. One, I was one of those people who I didn't know at the time, but now looking back, I had a negative money mindset because I was like, a year. I can't afford that. I can't afford a business coach. But then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I can. I can put this on my credit card and I can make monthly payments just Mm -hmm. like we all do when we buy a house, when we buy a car, when we go to college, everything. Right. Right. So I did a lot of research. I've had three business coaches thus far. All have been amazing because I want to know everything about the business coach. I want to know all about their successful clients and I want to know about their retention rate. Because if those three things don't line up, I'm not going to hire you, especially mm-hmm. in this world where everybody online is a freaking expert and yeah. a business coach, right? Yep. So I think I got over two things. I got over my money mindset problems. Like, yeah, you can't afford it. Like, because it, it's, it's, um, it's not something that you have to have all this money in the bank to hire a business coach. You need to invest to know what the heck's going on. I spent two years wasting time on trial and error and reading things online and soaking up all this free content thinking it applied to me. Well, everybody's different. Every business is different. Our goals are different. Our industries are different. So having somebody to talk to, like I became so much more successful, so much faster because I had that one-on-one help and that helped me get rid of my negative money mindset. So I don't know if that's like pulling off the bandaid, but I saw value in my first business coach and it taught me a lot as far as money mindset goes and investing in somebody who has been there, done that successfully. Like it's a shortcut to success. Yeah. That's the reason you hire a coach, right? And um, so how, how soon did you do that? That was probably two years into my business okay. and I've been in business five years. Yeah. So I can honestly say like the last three have been so less, so much less stressful than the first two. Cause the first two you're working 24 seven, you're working hard, but you're not working smart. And then after you have a mentor who has been there, done that successfully, then you start working smart and you start Mm -hmm. making more money while working less hours. And that's like, right. What everybody wants is to make more money (laughs) by working less. So you have to pay somebody to teach you how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I remember the same time that I, heard my hired my first coach and it was a lot of the same thoughts and feelings and emotions and scarcity around it and the money that it was going to cost. And yet, you know, you look back after I'm so thankful I did. My life has significantly changed because of it. And now actually, I mean, now that's what I do full time. So, I mean, it's clearly changed my life and I'm preaching um, to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) it's great. It's great for the listeners to hear because if you've never done it before, it's scary. It's scary. It is. Yeah. Cause yeah. you don't know. But yeah. then I like, but then you got to look at all these people who spend tens of thousands of dollars on college 
and they pay off loans until they retire, literally yeah, right. until they retire. Yeah. And there is no guarantee about anything, but they yeah. do it without any questions asked. Yeah. So it's like, if you're willing to do that, but you're not going to hire this person who you know has had success, who is telling you that he or she can teach you how yeah. to do what that person did, then like you're an idiot. It's yeah, crazy. Who's actually like, where you want to be, right? Because I mean, exactly. hopefully you're hiring the coach that is living the life that you want, right? Exactly. So. And now looking back, I'm trying to think like, okay, what did I actually learn in college? And did those people teaching me like ever actually even do it? I know. Yeah, me too. Same. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially when you put it in that perspective, I hadn't really necessarily thought about it that way, but I mean, that's a great perspective. Uh, yeah, it makes total sense. So um, I want to respect your time. We're coming up on, on, our, on our 30, minute, 30 minutes here together, and uh, it's been great. What is one or two things that you could leave the listeners with that, you know, if they implement today would help them move forward today inside of their life, inside of their business? Um, I would say one, don't be afraid to promote yourself. Like, honestly, I get referrals from people that like 10 years ago, we reported for competing stations. And just because they follow me on social media, they know what I'm doing and they'll send me business. Mm -hmm. So like, don't, don't think that you need to go to a networking event to get a client. You just need to be sharing what you're doing and sharing your value with people and people will start talking about you. Yeah. Um, so that's my one piece of advice. Like, don't be the best kept secret. It doesn't matter how good you are at what you do. If nobody knows it, nobody's going to pay you for it. Yeah. So yeah. like, open your big mouth. That's powerful. Clearly I have one. Um, <laughs> and tell people what you do and how you can help them. And just be patient, people. Like, there's a reason why that's in big, PR, right? our contracts are at least six months. Because yeah. things take time. I mean, think about like things like SEO. Like you don't write a blog post and get on page one the next day. It doesn't work like <laughs> that. Like what? people, be patient. <laughs> like this stuff takes time little by little every day. Yeah. I just started reading Atomic Habits and it's about like just a 1% yeah. change for the better every day. After a year, you're like 30 some percent better than you were a year ago. Yeah. So like people just... Tell people how amazing you are and do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I want my PR uh, agency or agent to have a big mouth, right? Like I want, I want yeah. them to, to they better. <laughs> and don't make them mad because they have a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It goes both ways, right? Yeah. Be careful what you do or what you say. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to let the listeners know about as we close, close out here today? Um, no, they should check out pitchpublicityprofit.com. Yeah. I know you already mentioned that, Nate, yeah. but this will give you um, like an exact step-by-step -step guide on how to get in the media and how to turn it into profit. And on day one, I am sharing word for word the exact pitch that one of my mentoring clients sent to a TV station in San Diego. She sent it on a Monday. She was live on TV Wednesday morning, five minutes talking about her expertise Literally that week, she was making brand deals and getting paid to post things on her blog. Awesome. Like things can happen that fast. So I'm sharing the exact pitch that got her on that TV station. You can see how she aced the publicity, what you need to do. So they actually like invite you back and then what to do to turn that publicity into profit. So that again it. is at pitchpublicityprofit.com. I'm definitely going to check it out myself. So yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Nate. Um, I appreciate you being here and thank, uh, you know, I know 
your baby uh, cooperated, it sounds like. So thank you so much. <laughs> he's and not cooperating. He's no, in the other no. room. <laughs> <laughs> he is not happy, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, you have a great day. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, Bailey